So uh, I got the call last week for the uh, for the nails on the chalkboard comment. So no big deal. I love the show. Just wanted to throw that out there. But Harrison, for, for sure, I think that the only thing so nails on the chalkboard not the best choice of words, but close to that would be just the self-deprecating sort of thing that you do to yourself. That's about it. I'm on drugs. Good night. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, Simon, And I'm your other host, Harrison. Harrison, it's good to see you here tonight. I thought mm. you're getting back to town tomorrow. So I was planning on doing, recording the show tomorrow, uh, but it turns mm. out you came back today, which means... Did your romantic getaway to the desert, did it get cut short? Like, what happened here? No, it was only like an overnight trip. Um, oh, it's not, it wasn't know. a two-night thing. I know, it was just I like, know go how, out to the desert one night, come back. I know how upset you get when we have to record on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I well, like, I thought, I assume because you Stop said, everything. We got to get back. I assume because yeah. uh, you're you're leaving on Friday. I was like, okay, mm. he's probably going the weekend. It's a weekend mm. trip with the, with this. And what, mm. It's one of your friends. She was here out of town visiting. Yes, and so you took her out to the desert. Yep. Yeah, that sounds suspicious. Like that's 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 weird. Where'd you go in the desert? Well, I know at one point she was like, oh. When is the murder? Like, when are you going to murder me? Well, it's, me? It seems yeah, like yeah. that. Like, you don't know yeah. this girl. Did you just meet her? You met her online or something? No, no, no. I've known her for a little bit. Oh, okay, know? so you've hung out with Several her months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, we've that's kind of... We've hung out before, yeah. Is this the first time she's been in L.A., though? Yes. So that, that's kind of weird. So she met her online beau, her online uh, lover here, <laughs> comes, comes to town, and you're like, yeah, let's go to the desert, sweetheart. Yeah. And you take her out the middle of nowhere. Right, because people come to L.A. and then they, they get... I don't, for some reason, even though I'm not the biggest fan of L.A., I feel like an obligation to be like, no, it's not that stupid. There's some stuff, you know? I'm just saying this girl's very trusting. Yo, to, yeah. To go out Seriously. in the middle of nowhere with this guy she hardly knows she met on the internet. Oh, I'm harmless. You yeah, know? Harmless. Hmm. So where'd you go? Well, where, where's, what, what's Harrison's romantic desert getaway it's not, all about? Okay, it's just the... <laughs> Fuck you, first of all. It, uh, you know, Joshua Tree area. Um, it depends. Sometimes, I, you know, uh, this time I went to Joshua Tree. Didn't get to go to the Salton Sea. I like the Salton Sea. The Salton Sea is not that romantic. But it's cool. Because it yeah. smells like, um, you know, a dead whale. And the, the entire shore is made up of, you know, dehydrated fish heads. And, and just sad meth addicts. Yeah, like yeah. That, that whole place is very depressing. But it's really cool, though. It's I mean, very cool. Yeah, it's a very cool place to you visit. You want to go and, you know, you know, want to break into an old abandoned video store? Pfft, go ahead. It's great. You most, go, nobody I, cares. Yeah, most of the city's abandoned, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, who lives in the Salton Sea? Or that neighborhood? Just weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the desert. That's the thing. It's the desert people. It's almost like hills have eyes out there. Right. It's like Grand Theft Auto V, you know? 
Haven't played that, okay, but I'll right. take your word for it. There's a whole section of it that takes place in an area based on that area. Anyway, but did, did you go to Pioneer Town? Uh, no, we we're going to, but it's like because a Joshua Tree is so hip that people actually live there now. You know what I mean? Because of the our economy, our remote economy, you can just live in the middle of nowhere now and. Because you work from home. You're right. You know, you're a web designer. Yeah. A PHP developer. So all these like hipsters, uh, you know, because Joshua Tree is kind of like a hippie enclave right next to 29 Palms, which is like a enclave for the Marines because there's a military base there. a base in the desert. So there's like fucking, you know, honky tonk, badonkadonk bars and fucking, you know, dudes with high and tights running around, you know. Well, what's weird about that area, because you got 29 Palms, you got Desert Hot Springs, you got Palm Springs. Right. So you have all these, like, you know, where the, where the hot springs are, you have the towns that kind of, uh, right. you know, uh, blossomed in that area. But then you have, like, the desert towns, like 29 Palms, Pioneer Town. Right. Which, which Pioneer is just a Town tourist, isn't actually. Assassination. Yeah, it's an old West movie set. It's not a town. Ta- like, there's nothing there other than there's an Pappy awesome restaurant, and, yeah, bar place. And then there's a, you know, there's a old West movie set there. What's that thing though? The, is that observation tower? What is it? The Integratron? Yeah. That thing. What is that thing? It's a, it's actually a, uh, it's a giant, um, it looks like an observatory. It's made out of wood. There's no metal in the structure. So it's, it's a wooden dome with a keystone up at, up at the top. It's a planetarium. Yeah. Planetarium. Yeah. Right. And uh, so it was made by this guy who was like, this rich guy who was like, I was abducted by the Venusian aliens in, ni- in 1948. So I'm going to build. So he's like, I, they told me how to build this building so I could communicate with them. And Howard Hughes funded it. And he's like, I got to put a Tesla coil in the middle of the building made out of wood. So the acoustic properties are why, bleh. And then he died like in the 70s before he could finish it. And then these hippies bought it in the 80s. And what they did with it is they... Uh, you know, th- th- you go in there, you pay some money, you lay down on a yoga mat. They have a giant Tibetan singing bowl. You know those crystal bowls that oh, they yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do a thing. It's like, you know, and the entire building, the way it's acoustically made, the entire building vibrates, and you kind of go into this it weird meditative. You go weird. into this weird meditative state while you're lying down. It's very strange. It's like 120 degrees outside. I though. saw a lot of cartoon animals. Like those, you know, those wolves with the eyes that come out of there. They go, oh, God. I saw a lot of those oh, they see a creatures. Hot, sexy yeah. Girl walk I saw by. a lot of those creatures when I went into my meditative state. It was weird. I mean, is it better than like a sensory depth chamber? Have you ever been in one of those? I haven't, actually. That, you know, I kind of want to go to one of those. You know, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. I think he goes into sensory deprivation chambers and masturbates or something. Okay. Does he talks he? about it all the time. Oh, okay. I don't know. Mm. I imagine it would probably, if you did that, though, wouldn't it ruin the water? Because they have like some kind of special saline water in there that you float in. Yeah. And you, you know, the sh- and so if you jack off in there, now you got like cum floating around. Well, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like some asshole ruins it for everybody. You know what I mean? Like you go to Hungary, right? You go to Budapest, there are like bathhouses that aren't disgusting, awful places. You know, they're just, you go and it's great and it's relaxing and you sit around. Nobody's fucking, fucking each other. It's, it's, very genteel, you know. You can't have that in America because everyone's a goddamn animal over here. You well, know? I think, uh, you know, it's when I think of bathhouse, I just think of my brother. Right. My brother would just go hang out at bathhouses. Yeah. And, and I just, yeah. I don't know if like in America you can just go sit in a bathhouse and actually take a bath. It's, you, know, it's, I, I think you, you it's, can't. You, you absolutely can't. You just can't. give each other blowjobs. But it, it's the old world. They have this mentality like this is the place, you know, this is a place for this and this is a place for that. And this is, you know. This is what it's always been. We've done this for a fucking millennia, you know? 
It's fine. <laughs> Americans just ruin everything. Pretty much. So you're in the you're in the desert. You hang out. Did you stay in Twenty Nine Palms? We did. Yeah. Did you go to cheaper. one of those weird bars? Oh, we didn't. I, I always every time I'm like, yo, we'll stay in the motel where Graham Parsons overdosed, and I never end up doing it because it's too expensive or it's sold out or whatever. Well, that's the thing with LA. It's like mm. if you want to do anything in LA, you got to plan mm. it like two months in you get, advance. You can't go. I, I wanted to eat at the restaurant in Pioneer Town. It's like you needed to make a reservation like uh, two years ago, you know, or something. It's like everything because it's like there's so many people. There's here. so many. There's all the hipsters that live there now, and then there's everybody goes there. Everyone like me, I guess, goes there on the weekend, you know. So, yeah. But, but this it's the way things yeah. work here. But you can go to the dinosaurs, you know. Those, oh, uh, that, the that giant dinosaurs. The, the creationism park. Yeah. Are you talking about that thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they, that was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's Big Adventure dinosaurs, yeah. But what's weird about the last time I was in... There's uh, also a giant sphinx with sunglasses. Where's that? It's on the way. It's before you get to the dinosaurs. I guess I've never noticed that. It's amazing. I, I like the dinosaur park, though. That's kind of a cool yeah, place to Yeah, it is fun. But I remember uh, just being in 29 Palms. We went, we stayed like in Desert Hot Springs, one of those towns that's like 20 miles outside of Palm Springs, like okay. kind of near the Salton Sea, like in, I think it's like equidistant to both. Right. And we go to like some like weird desert bar. I'm like, oh, let's just go to this bar. And so we're hanging out, having drinks at just a towny bar. And desert people are just a strange breed. They are. You know, because they're, they're sitting in like 115 degree heat for what? Like three quarters of the year? Yeah, pretty Maybe much. half the year? Yeah. And they don't, ha- I don't think they have like doctors out there. Or I don't think they receive like regular medical care. Definitely not regular dentistry. So it's like you, you have these people that are just baking in the hot sun with fucked up teeth. And they just, they have like these, the, they're the kind that wear like the tinfoil hats and the weird, with weird conspiracy theories. But sometimes I think I want to move there. I don't know, you, you probably know what I mean? you'll become a desert person. Or get a house and get like a bunch of dogs and they rob, rob them occasionally, you know. You should go live them, in Palm Springs. You'd probably be quite a catch there. I, I, <laughs> well, it's like the Fire Island of California, isn't it, or something? I think it's where like old gays go to die. Okay. Like I think they leave San Francisco because there's oh, this town is too young. Mm. And then or they leave West Hollywood and then they just go out to the desert and just mm. you know live out their golden years. Full speed ahead. So, you know, uh, Harrison, what, what you should have done, mm-hmm. or I don't know how long your lady's in town for, but uh, if you want to impress this girl and give her a true L.A. experience, mm-hmm. why don't you go down to the courthouse this week and uh, go check out the Grim Sleeper trial? You know that's going on right now? Uh, I've read about that. It's, yeah. Yeah, that would be really romantic, yeah. Lonnie Franklin, the Grim Sleeper, uh, probably the most prolific Los Angeles serial killer. Right. I think. That we know of. That we know yeah. of, yeah. yeah that but, was I mean, caught, yeah. This guy's been killing for decades. He's finally on trial. Like he finally went to trial, and uh, yeah, I think I think it's open to the public. And he, yeah, I, hell I mean, of a date. Now that's romantic. That is good. Yeah, just bring her down there. Like maybe go uh, get a subway sandwich or something. I don't think they let you take that into the courtroom. They don't let you have a picnic. No. So what you couldn't even there's like, like all these rules. You know, it's like you can't record it, or you can't. You look at your phone. You know. But you can, they won't even let you look at your phone no. if you're in the audience? Fuck no. Will they, they take your phone away? They, oh, yeah. They'll just throw you out. You Contempt know, the bailiff of court. Will, you know, like on people's court, the bailiff will show you out, you know. All right. Well, maybe take a little break. Go get some lunch and go back and mm. uh, watch Lonnie Franklin. Yeah. And, I mean, they, maybe they sh- they'll allow it for you. And the judge will be like, <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Bl- my I'll low allow blood it. sugar. I'm diabetic. <laughs> um, I'll allow it. But Mr. Simon, you're on thin ice. <laughs> You know, I haven't seen the documentary on this guy. You were telling me it's really good. Oh, though. it's fantastic! 
Tales, Tales of the Grim Sleeper. Yeah, it's by Nick Broomfield, who did the um, the Kurt and Courtney documentary and the one about Tupac and Biggie. And the, his best ones, the ones about uh, Eileen Wuornos, the female oh, uh, serial yeah. killer from Florida. But she was in that movie Monster. Right, yeah. It's a good movie. The one based on her, yeah. And, um, you know, because he's, he's this... He's kind of tabloidy. He's a British uh, documentarian. He's a little tabloidy, and he has this weird, unique ability to like piss a lot of people off and just get anybody to like him, you know? Because he'll go up to people and they'll be like, fuck you, go away. And then, like, the next day, they're like having fucking beers with, you know, he just has this weird ability hmm. to sort of worm So, like, his an way. adversarial type of interview style or something like that? Yeah, he it... just has his way to, to sort of worm his way into people's, you know, uh, faith and trust. Hmm. Which makes him a great tabloid, you know, journalist. Well, and Kurt and Courtney was a good movie. Oh yeah, it was I mean, great. That was great. Yeah. You know, I never saw the Biggie and Tupac one. This one though, uh, the Tales of Grim Sleepers on HBO Go. Right yeah, now. the Biggie and Tupac one is interesting because they actually kind of like solve Biggie's murder in the movie. You know, who 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 do they say was responsible? Nah, I don't remember. Some I guy. It was like the Crips some, or something. Some, some blood. Cop, some guy. Some cop or something. I don't know. Hmm. I forget. Well, did he say, like, uh, didn't they come up? Did, wasn't he trying to implicate, like, Courtney Love and Kurtz? And oh, yeah. Kurtz? yeah. Well, no, no, no. He came to the conclusion that, you know, she probably didn't kill him because everyone who, you know, claimed they were involved were completely insane. Remember Il Duce? Yeah, Il Duce from The Mentors. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, everyone. He came to the conclusion that they weren't, but he so pissed off everyone while, do it, while, coming, while getting to this conclusion, you know. And even in this one, it's like he goes to the neighborhood of Lonnie Franklin and he starts talking to these women on the street. And then the neighbors, these old black dudes, you know, who are sitting outside are like, get the fuck out of here, Pekka Wood. Pekka Wood. <laughs> screaming at him. And he doesn't know what that means because he's British, you know. So he's. Pekka Wood. I'm not well, familiar with that term. And then he's like. He's enlightened me, kind of. He's like, apparently, this is a term used to describe white supremacists in prison, you know. But uh, but it's like, they're like, yeah, we don't want you talking to people here. And then, like, the next day, he's, like, having drinks with these guys. And he's they're knocking back 40s. Yeah, because they're like, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And then they're like, you know what? I did see some photos of some girl in his van. Yeah, I think he did it. Yeah, like, <laughs> there comes the conclusion, you know. So. Well, I wonder if these guys are going to be part of You know, they're going to, like, parade, like, 400 witnesses in this trial. Oh, God, This yeah. thing's going to go on for months. Yeah. So maybe you can invite your lady back to go check it out. But um, what's interesting about this, what makes this, this case kind of controversial, and I guess what probably led to this uh, documentary, is that the police kept these cases quiet. Right. And uh, it's, it's caused a lot of outrage right now because it seemed like just complete disregard for the victims as Absolutely. well as the community safety. It's like you have these serial killers out there. Yes, they are killing crackheads and prostitutes in South Central. Right. But the media sort of was quiet about it. The police didn't say anything. Yeah. Sort of swept it under the rug. And Lonnie Franklin managed to like kill for two decades. Yeah. Before he was finally caught. Right. In his murder house. Yeah. In his murder house, which was like right. I mean, not even that far from here. No. But you, but I mean, if if you think about it, if these murders were happening in like Beverly Hills or you know Los Feliz or something, you know, if if the Manson family, you know, went instead of going to the Polanski household and then went to like South Central and committed some atrocious murder, do you think we would have heard about it? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. So I think I think what it's doing. Oh, is... Well, I mean, wait, which <laughs> man? No, we would have if it was white people. If it was white people, was yeah. White but people. if they're in South Central, although killing... the LAPD also is just has a history. Of... I mean, in this case, they were like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Because there was a situation where it was, you know, some woman actually got away a victim, you know, before he could kill her, and she went to the cops, and she was like, remember to the best of her ability where the house was. She took them to the next door neighbor's house. 
Next door to where Lonnie Next door lived. to Lonnie Franklin's house. And they staked it out for like a day and they're like, ah, fuck it. And they left and that was it. They didn't follow up or do anything. And that, and yeah. at the time, you know, mm-hmm. this is the 80s at the height of the crack epidemic. Yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, that community was just, was devastated. And I think mm-hmm. the cops were like, you know what? Who really cares? Right. If people are, are being murdered over here. Yeah. You know, it's like one less crime for us to have to deal with. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, Franklin, have you heard this NWA album? This is yeah. what we should be concerned about. <laughs> Franklin you know. preyed on susceptible women. Most of them worked as prostitutes. He would lure them in, into the isolation of his car with the promise of drugs. And then later just dumped their bodies like trash, just left them in right. alleys. Uh, he also murdered a lot of women in his home. Like, I mean, that when uh, police finally like uh, searched his home, it resulted in over 800 items of evidence. Right. So it, it kind of cracks me up that they were like, you know, they're talking to uh, to a witness who lived right next door, but they're like, yeah, you know, who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but, I mean, also the the LAPD homicide, um, LAPD or LAPD or LASD, whatever. The, their homicide department doesn't really have a high record of competency. Because, no. you know, like when after them, even though the Manson murders were like the top news story of the time, it, they still were like, ah, we don't know. And they like they sucked. It took them months. And the only reason they caught them is because uh, Susan Atkins got arrested for some other shit and she was bragging about the murders in jail. And then somebody informed on her. That was the only reason they caught, you know, the Manson they, family. Really? There was yeah. no, it's just they had circumstantial no piece they had of nothing. evidence. They had literally nothing. They were just like clueless. God, I mean, did they learn anything from Dragnet? Wasn't that popular back then? Oh, yeah. And didn't yeah. even care. So uh, the murder trial just started this uh, this past Tuesday. It's going to be ongoing. Um, right now, they're showing jurors the uh, photographs of a lot of the victims. Hmm. And so during the trial, Franklin uh, was just sitting there wearing a button-down shirt and a tie. Just never even looked at the pictures. And uh, one of the, the prosecuting attorney was saying that during... They showed a video to the jurors of during the interrogation by the police. Um, she was like, pay close attention to his body language and his conduct. And so in the video that she was showing the jurors, he's just laughing and pointing at all the photos the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just comedy gold. It's wow. like all these women were just the photos of dead women, you know, with like, you know, bullet the holes like in their chest yeah uh, just and he's just pointing and laughing but during the trial he's you know he's uh, stoic hmm. um did but it's, it's definitely he's definitely looking at it it oh, wasn't yeah, like yeah. a trick where he was actually like watching Sanford and Son or something <laughs> and then they switch, you know <laughs> they, they made, made it look it. like they made it look like the daily show you know they so made it look kind of like, like mise en scene they like just right. trying to slip in another picture yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. no I don't think the comps have that okay. type of editing capabilities but right. who knows in the era of Final Cub Pro right um so yeah, they, they searched his home and they found like 800 items of evidence, including 10 guns, one of which matched a bullet that struck uh, one of the victims in the spine. And, and oddly enough, the victim here, uh, her name is Janicia Peters. Uh, w- there was a picture, a photo of her with her breast exposed just in the refrigerator in uh, Franklin's garage. Apparently he kept photos in the fridge. Oh. That right there would make me think, you're the grim sleeper. Who does that? Right, that is I mean, weird. that's weird. Who keeps sexy photos in their fridge? That's a weird place to keep them. I don't know. Yeah. Even anybody who has a refrigerator in the garage, I think that's kind of weird too. Right. Well, his house is actually, I remember seeing it from the documentary. It's like a hoarder house. You know? Just filled with just, yeah, just, just filled with crap. crap. Yeah. So, I mean, could you imagine just being a cop being like, that's probably why those cops didn't do anything because they probably were staking it out. They went and took a look in there and it's just filled with garbage. And they're like, <laughs> you know how many hours this is going to take? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go yeah. get donuts. Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm not even going to deal with it. 
Um, so this is interesting, the way they caught the Grim Sleeper. And I think they go into this in the documentary. I got to yeah. watch that documentary. People should check it out. It's on HBO Go. Um, so officials collected, this is back in 2008. So Lonnie Franklin had been murdering since the 80s. He's already just like at large for like two decades. Uh, so in 2008, they collected DNA from state prisoners, just hoping for a hit on the Grim Sleeper. Uh, you know, the most prolific serial killer in L.A. that was not caught. Right. And so nothing turned up. They had no leads here. And so then a year later, um, then he was a state attorney, not the governor. J- uh, Jerry Brown approved a new technique that allowed of- officials to check whether a crime suspect's DNA matched anyone in the uh, state's offenders database. And turned out there was a match. So the familial search for the Grim Sleeper came up with a name. Christopher Franklin. That's his son. Right. Yeah. So he matched, the DNA matched with the son. And so he turns out he was arrested with like a firearm or drug offense. He submitted his DNA. And his father is Lonnie Franklin. So then police started focusing on both. And they, uh, they started tailing the older Franklin. And they found a DNA match with a slice of pizza. Or a crust, a pizza crust actually. Hmm. Which is weird. So they, so he, they, they're tailing the guy. He eats a piece of pizza. He tosses out the crust. They find it. <laughs> well, because they like throw it on the side. And they're like, go, 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 get it, <laughs> get the you crust. Know? Yeah. I mean, what, were they trying to get toilet paper? Like, where, where are they tailing this guy the whole time? Yeah, you just wait for an opportunity. You know. Oh, that's so bizarre. Mm. Um, I didn't even know pizza has DNA. Yeah. I, how do you separate it from pizza DNA? Oh, that's stupid, I guess. Yeah, uh, no, does pizza, DNA of does the pizza? pizza dough have DNA? I don't actually know. Uh, you know, I, I have does no idea. Does tomato sauce have DNA? Does to- tomato have DNA? Well, like human DNA. Look, I'm I not mean... a scientist here. You know, I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I, I'm just amazed that they could take... Uh, I know I know, you could get it from like a toothbrush. Right. Or a tampon. Yeah. Or drinking... But like a discarded pizza crust? Hey, hey, you got... All right, you got my results. We do, detective. We're afraid the culprit is a tuna sandwich. <laughs> well, there you go, people. Eat the yeah. fucking crust. Yeah. You know? Eat your whole sandwich. Eat the, eat the whole thing. Right. Um, but you know, Franklin's attorneys countered by hiring an expert to determine that the DNA that was collected from these two crime scenes here were actually linked to another serial killer named Chester Turner. It turns out there were like several serial killers all operating during the 80s in that same area of South Central. Yikes. Yeah, there's like a whole group of them. One guy, uh, Hill here, was known as the, uh, Ivan Hill, was known as the 60 Freeway Slayer. Uh, there's another guy named Michael Hughes. He didn't have an, a moniker. And then there's Chester Turner, and then there's the Grim Sleeper. So it's like, do you think these guys like were in competition with each other? Like, do you think they bumped into each other and be like, I was, stay- I was planning to get this prostitute. This is my <laughs> turf. You go over there. Yeah. yeah I mean, I wonder if, uh, how that happens. Like, yeah. how do you arrange this? You have a scoreboard. I mean, you know, if the internet was around, they'd oh, def- make it a yeah, lot easier. Absolutely. You get a Facebook page right, or something, yeah. like a group page. Right. You know, like, we, I'm going to be killing on Tuesday nights. You kill on Wednesdays. This is an interesting trial because it must be one of those things where it's like the police department wants it to probably go as quickly as and as quietly as possible. Well, because they, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I they mean, make, they're embarrassed. It makes them look like assholes and fools but you know whatever attorneys are doing this the district attorney's office want to be goddamn heroes you know what i mean so it's like one of those things where it's like legal drama you know yeah no i mean this is gonna be an exciting case the mayor gets involved everything well so the grim sleeper who's been the most enduring serial killer of the group who continued to kill for decades and i think it's that's why that you know this is creating moral outrage here 
because it's like a complete disregard for the community. And so there's all these activists who are now getting involved, victims' rights activists. They're saying that uh, they've been pushing authorities for two decades to be more aggressive into investigating murders that happen like in South Central or other you know impoverished areas of the city. Okay. And uh, they're kind of like, uh, well, you know, we don't have enough uh, resources right now. Um, but uh, she brings up an interesting point. She goes, everybody remembers the young blonde who was killed in Aruba. But how many people remember the 10 women that were killed during the 90s in South LA? Sure, it's a good point. It's like Natalie Holloway. Yeah, we all know about that. Right. Vandersloot. Yeah, Vandersloot. That guy, uh, you know, the guy in Aruba. Yeah. Um, you know, Sharon Tate. Yeah, that's the name I remember. Right. But no one else, no, no one cares about like the 20 hookers that uh, the Grim Sleeper killed. Uh, so, uh, so Franklin faces 10 counts of murder and one of attempted murder. But investigators suspect that he's responsible for many, many more deaths than that. Oh, sure. You know? And so um, they're still searching for victims after his arrest. It's weird how there was like a serial killer scene at that time in that place. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you Almost know, like, you know, like in the 20s in Paris with Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald and, you know, fucking Henry Miller. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is like the, the L.A. version well, of that like in the in 80s. It's like Vogue or something right. to do this. Yeah. But, you know, it makes sense, though. I mean, if you're going to be a, a killer, you're going to go kill people. You're going to get caught if you're killing people in Beverly Hills. You know, in Santa Monica, you're probably going to get caught. But it's yes. like... So let's go down to South Central. It's easy, you know. It's it's easy there, right? You can go kill a bunch of crackheads. No one cares. Sure. You know, but yeah, it is kind of weird that there's all these guys. I w- I would be upset if I was one of these guys and I was killing people over there. And you know, I've killed like five or six crackhead prostitutes. Oh, you have? No, but if I was, oh, okay. If I was at the time and they didn't give me a nickname, like, would you be upset? Yes. Because it's like, here you got this guy with the Grim Sleeper, pretty cool nickname. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other guy here, the uh, 60 Freeway Killer, kind of a good name. Right. And then me, they're just like, oh, and Mr. Hill, Mr. Ivan Hill, or Mr. D. Simon. It's like, I want a cool name. Right. How do you get a cool name? It's really just whatever journalist happens to name you. You know, you don't get to pick it. Would you write it? Like Zodiac Killer, that's a cool name. Right. You know? I mean, I would be pissed. I would be like, you know what? What the hell? Why, why, why am I being slighted? Because serial know, I've killers, as many as these other people, you know, serial killers uh, have tried to name themselves, like like uh, like David Berkowitz tried to name himself. Well, he was son of Sam. Well, he that's was son, a good name. That is a great name. But he was also like he, you know, in the letters that he sent. Oh, I pulled it up here. The letters that he sent. The thing he was like, oh, you can call me the Duke of Death, <laughs> or the Wicked King Wicker. Was was another one. <laughs> Who's gonna say that? The wicked king. The wicker. wicked king wicker. The that wicked king wicker strikes again. That's just that's like the yeah. uh, I don't know, like a, a villain in like from the old Batman show. Yeah, like the old. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like yeah, the old Adam West Batman show. Looks like you've fallen into my wicker cage, Batman. <laughs> what? That's yeah. the lamest name. What was the other one? The Duke of whatever. <laughs> the Duke of Death. The Duke of Death. Not bad. Like he sounds like some shitty WWF wrestler from the 80s. You know. So did he hate the son of Sam? I don't think he liked it. Yeah. I wonder if, so if a journalist, you know, some snarky journalist gives you a nickname that you don't like and then, you know, the media picks it up and runs with it. Do you think they target those journalists? Because it's uh, offensive. I've definitely seen that happen in movies. I don't know if that's ever happened in but real did, life. Didn't it happen in, uh, I think it was the Red Dragon. The Red right. Dragon, he was yeah. like making fun of the guy. Yes. Yeah. And then he, you know, cut out his face or something. But, uh, but if there's this whole scene of serial killers all operating in the same area and some of them get cool nicknames and I don't, I'd be, I would be upset. Yeah. I mean, I'd start killing more or something. Anyway, I, I do think this will be an interesting trial to follow. 
I don't see how Lonnie Franklin's going to get off. You know, I don't think he's going to be exonerated, but who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, like, you know what? If, if your lady's still around this week, this would be a good date. This would be a good date idea. I mean, it actually would be for me, you know? Taking a girl to... Uh, it really would. Uh, yeah, I'd like, you know... Maybe it's a good. Be, I like to test people. You know what I mean? To see like <laughs> if they're really the. You know. I think it'd be really funny if you're just like, I got a surprise for you. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then like take her by like some fancy restaurant, but just keep driving, and then go straight to the LA courthouse and just take her. Into, I wonder how if, if if that girl is actually genuinely impressed. You probably want to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be into it. Uh, people's episode five twenty here of the uh, sick and wrong. Um, we have some news coming up, and uh, we have some good phone calls this week. Uh, before we get to our, uh, our, our news roundup, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So Harrison, did you hear about this? Uh, Obama... Well, the U.S. government, but Obama's government uh, declared that hoverboards are unsafe. <laughs> not my government, man. Obama. Not Obama. Not Obama. <laughs> no way. Obama right. <laughs> really bummed me out this week. He declared that hoverboards are unsafe. I think that's a false flag. Yeah. I don't actually know what a false flag means or is. I just, I know that whenever something happens, some, you know, there are all those guys with the, with the, with the real sort of husky voices <laughs> or, oh, it's a false flag that, uh, this, uh, the, what, what child, the child that, shooting, oh, you know. So were they saying like it's a flag? It's like you know this is something you should pay attention to or you should ignore just because it doesn't matter. I don't know. You know, it's an interesting term. Is it or it's like you know this, that's not the United States flag because there's only thirty nine stars. <laughs> yeah, is that a? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, uh, you know this uh, this current government, this current administration, just stripping us of our liberties and our rights. Uh, now they took our hoverboards away. Uh, uh, current, currently, no hoverboard on the market can be deemed safe. Hmm. Did you know this? Uh, yeah, I did. I did know this. Yeah, yeah the uh, CPSC, the Consumer. Am I supposed to say no Safety for the purposes of of podcast? I don't actually know if I'm supposed well, to. I was if hoping. If I have actually heard of something, should I say no? If I, I haven't. Well, no, no, no. I mean, okay, you should right. be honest. But okay. I was hoping that you would know about it because yeah. does it, doesn't your uh, your work have a bunch of hoverboards? Oh yeah, they do. And they, I think they, I don't know if they still have them there. But it was like the last time I was there, they were like, you know what? Maybe it's not worth having the entire company burn down so some idiots can ride around like jackasses. You know, I think it'd be funnier if you're just like cruising around <laughs> on it and it just fell and like broke your dick or something and just right. be like, I'm suing. Yeah. <laughs> or they'd have to give you workman's comp at least. You know, they probably would actually. That'd I, be, that, so. I, think I don't know. Do you might actually have to be doing something work related to get workman's comp. I remember that from when I was an IT guy because I'd be like, they'd be like, change a light bulb. And I'd be like, fuck no, buddy. Because that doesn't, I don't think that would be covered in workman's comp if I, you oh, know. because it's not it's your not job my job description. description. Yeah. yeah. I'm not hmm. going on a ladder. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission here reached, after, reached a decision after its month-long investigation of the safety hazards posted by, posed by hoverboards. Uh, they, they sent out an official notice to retailers and manufacturers and importers 
saying that if uh, they do not follow new safety standards, um, they'll be uh, their their uh, hoverboards will be seized and they'll face criminal penalties. Mm. So they're starting trying to stop the manufacturing and the importing of hoverboards. So and this is all self balancing scooters, not just a few, you know, not just the like the Funky Duck or the popular brands, right? So um, yeah, I don't know. And and, and the thing is, people know. That you get a hoverboard for your kid, there's a good chance it's going to spontaneously combust and you <laughs> burn, burn your, your entire house down and your house well, down. Because even at the, my office, they would like leave them charging. They just leave them plugged in all day. You know, <laughs> like what? But that, that's you, how yeah. the fire starts. It's, right, it's yeah. a charging mechanism. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter, you know. They're most popular toy over the holiday season, and they even mm. in the at last weekend in the NBA's uh, All Star, you know, mm. dunk contest uh their players actually using hoverboards and dunking off the hoverboards we're just going to make them even more popular with the kids first they came for our bath salts and i said nothing <laughs> then again they came for our spice and again i said nothing mm-hmm. finally they came for our hoverboards and by then there was no one left to speak out because they had come for me and my gun that's the thing first it's the hoverboard then it's our guns then it's our guns have you seen any of that hoverboard porn by the way no, no. I kind of like it actually. Okay. Yeah, it's a you know they're just it, going around on the. No, it's like uh, there'll be a girl on a you know on a hoverboard, and the guy's just standing there with a with a heart on, and she's just like backing up into it, then moving forward, then backing up into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of like it's that like takes a, some skill. I mean, but but look at what they've done to us. You know, we're actually calling it a hoverboard now. We're buying into the... the Instead dump. of saying rap scooter. Instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even saying rap scooter anymore. Well, rap well, scooter might be deemed racist by the public, to? but who Probably. Knows? I don't know. Um, another news here. San Francisco tech worker. Did you hear about this guy? This tech tech bro, as oh, they call him? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it, yeah. He says he does not want to see homeless riffraff, and he wrote an open letter <laughs> to uh, San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee and uh, Police yeah. Chief uh, Greg Sewer. Uh, this guy, his name's Justin mm. Keller. This guy's like the epitome of San Francisco, just privileged tech bro. Yeah. Um, he's an entrepreneur, a developer, and the founder of a startup called Commando.io. And I have no idea <sighs> what Commando.io does. Yeah. Uh, but this is his company. Uh, so he wrote to SF Mayor Ed Lee. He says, I'm writing today to voice my concern and outrage over the increasing homeless and drug problem that the city is faced with. I've been living in San Francisco for over three years. And without a doubt, it's the worst it has ever been. Every day on my way to and from work, I see people sprawled across the sidewalk. Tent cities, human feces, and the faces of addiction. This city is becoming a shanty town. Worst of all, it's unsafe. And he says here he ends People it, robbing dogs. <laughs> the wealthy working people have earned their right to live in the city. You know, Oof. Well, what's funny to me about this is yeah. like, you're moving to the, probably the most liberal city in the, in the country. Right. You know, they have policies in place to help the homeless, give them free methadone. It's like... What do you expect them to do? Round up the homeless and put them... I mean, we joke about it. Yeah. say put them on Angel Island or shove them somewhere else or move them to Oakland. But it's like, seriously, what do you expect them to do? Well, there's, I, there's a lot of people whose like liberal sensibilities only extend to, you know, their own convenience pretty much. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, but just, it always blows my mind when somebody does this because it's like, did they have a bet with somebody? Like, you know, like, you know, people really hate this Martin Shkreli guy, but I bet I can become the most hated guy on the internet for about two weeks <laughs> yeah. if I send this letter. You know, like, is it a wager? Like, who? But what? I, just, I just don't understand, like, what 
you know, what did he think? Like, what, what are the repercussions of this letter? Like, what do you think are the consequences? Well, what do you think is going to happen? Like, Mayor Lee's like, you know, he's right. Our homeless situation is becoming problematic. We need to fix this. It's like, dude, yet the city's got like, I don't know what, 7,000 homeless, even more, like 70,000 homeless people live on the streets. It's like, there's nothing you could do about it. You know? uh, I'm sure they'll figure something out. Money talks, man. Well, you know? they, they're going to have to do like what New York has done or something, like what Manhattan did. And it's like, and physically move them out of the city. They're probably going to have to cut the programs that, that enable them to stay there right. and live on the streets, you know, and, and then force them to, to live in like shelters, which they don't do because it's a liberal city and you have activists that, that promote this. Live underground. Yeah, I don't know. You know, what I mean, what is this guy? Like, if I was if I was this guy or if I was a governmental person, I'd call up this guy and be like, here, you know what? We're just going to start giving you firearms and you're allowed to shoot up to three homeless people a year. Right. And that's it. It's the, it's called the culling the homeless right. program. It's like you know, honestly, what do you what do you expect is going to happen? God, what a dick! Yeah. You know, it's funny the whole reason. Well, he, part of it was like I want my parents to be able to come visit we, me here. That, that's the thing. He was moved to action because like, over, fuck you. Because <laughs> uh, recently his parents came to visit, and there were three encounters: one with a drunken homeless man, mm. um, another guy with a distraught and high person outside a restaurant, and a man who took his shirt off and just laid down in a movie theater. It left him so angry that he was just like, "I need to pen a missive to the mayor," you know. My parents from. Gross point. We're horrified. I am writing a screed. <laughs> you know, actually, that was one of the things I loved about that city. It's because you have all these yuppies that are there. Then you also have these deranged, mentally ill, homeless people yeah. that fuck with them. And then and the cops can't really do anything about it. You know, if I went if I went up to a homeless guy and urinated on him, I would get arrested and probably charged with assault. Right. You know, but if a homeless guy does it, it's like, okay, you know, well charge him with assault and we'll put him in jail for a couple of days but there's nothing we can really do yeah right you know the guy has no money yeah so you see the homeless get, the homeless people just fucking with all the gentrifiers I remember that the this is like a few years ago but I first moved in the Tenderloin or I had been living in the Tenderloin then I moved to Oakland because I couldn't afford it and I was living in uh, Oakland with uh, Wackerly actually that's the apartment I was living with him and then I think it was like 2007 or 2008 I ended up moving back to the city and I got a I got a studio apartment Right at O'Farrell Jones. And that was where the Sick and Wrong studio was. And then it's just, you know, as soon every morning you'd walk out and there'd be a homeless guy taking a shit right. on the steps or people shooting up or smoking crack. And it's like, you know, that's that's the city. You just deal with it. Yeah. But I remember looking at that apartment and look and you know, I I signed the lease for the apartment and I was like, I'm gonna move here. And my girlfriend at the time is from Berkeley. And so I was like, you know, the city's not that bad. You know, people think, oh, the tenderloin, it's awful. And there's a stigma, you know, people that live there. And she's like, well, it's kind of gross. I'm like, it's not that bad. Come here. I'll walk mm. you around the neighborhood and I'll show you the apartment. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful apartment. It's a nice studio for the city, nice sized place. And the neighborhood really isn't that bad. Like white people like are scared of everything. Yeah. And so we're walking down the street and I'm telling her, I'm like, look, see, there's restaurants and yeah, sure. A couple of massage parlors, but you know, there's massage parlors everywhere. And we're walking down the street and this homeless guy walks up right in front of this Thai restaurant, pulls his pants down, yep. and just has explosive diarrhea just all over the way. <laughs> and the whole time he's like, God damn, uh, damn, right yeah. in front of us. And uh, she's looking at me, she's like, not that bad? I'm like, well. <laughs> so wah, wah. that's what's great. I'm sure this happens all mm. the time. I hope it keeps happening. I hope homeless people keep shitting on on uh, yuppies, parents, and ruining their, their vacation weekends in San Francisco because that's what that city's all about. And then what you should have done is been like, 
fuck you, baby. I'm going to buy this apartment. And now you'd have like a million dollars right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, don't listen to anybody. I don't know. But yeah, I just don't understand what this guy thinks is, is going to happen. Like the city's going to have like, yeah, you know, like some kind of culling the homeless program or something. Well, I the mean. The homeless just live in, in, in San Francisco. You live in the most liberal area in the, in, in the country. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, as we speak, immigration laws are being rewritten so Zuckerberg can hire, you know, cheap programmers from India. So, eh, it's not that far-fetched that they could actually, they would actually try to do something. I wonder if Zuckerberg's going to start like a Soylent Green program right. for the homeless. Let's see. Well, what do you have here? You have a story. Oh, teen whose arm was severed in botched sneaker theft deserved it, attorney says. So, yeah, a botched sneaker theft botch sneaker theft yeah the 17 year old's arm was ripped off after his alleged victim drove an suv into him surveillance video shows a 17 year old boy whose arm was ripped off got exactly what he deserved says a lawyer for the man accused of the maiming zachary sam remains hospitalized after new york city police says he pulled a gun while trying to steal a pair of 190 dollar Air Jordan 8 retro sneakers during a Craigslist sale gone awry. Wait, wait, wait. So people still wear Air Jordan sneakers? Yes. I remember, did you ever have a pair yeah, I did. of Jordans? I did. I did. I They're wanted... so disappointing. <laughs> what, what, did you think you were going to just I, yeah, a I basketball I... pro all of a sudden? Yeah, I thought I'd you know, be able to fucking fly like Nike or something. You know, I <laughs> what, thought... what was that movie Space Jam or whatever? Remember with that, Bugs Bunny? Yeah. And it, did he wear Air Jordans in that? I think that was even after the Air Jordan thing. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was in like, I guess probably what, like ninth grade or something. Every yeah. kid had Air Jordans. Right. And this was back in like the early 90s. Yeah. And so, yeah, my, my mom like, you know, like actually went out and bought me a pair of Jordans. They're like 120, I think like 120 bucks, $110. Yeah. There's a lot of money there for shoes it was, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was, Jordan doesn't even play. He hasn't played in, in decades. Yeah. I mean, I know he's the greatest player of all time, but it's like, why is he still making shoes and why do people want them? And these are like, they're retro. They're not the old ones. They're like a retro brand. But it's like, I don't know. Do kids even remember who Mike, Michael Jordan is? You know? Well, I mean, he's like a, a basketball legend, but it's like you don't see Magic Johnson shoes out. Right. You know? By and the way, out of the number of things that can go awry... A Craigslist sale is probably like number four. <laughs> I was about you know? to say it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there are certain things you don't want to buy on Craigslist, and I think right. shoes are one yeah. of them. Number two is the plans of mice and men. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, police say surveillance video shows Sam entering 39-year-old Philip Pierre's parked SUV around noon after, before the team threatened to shoot Pierre if he didn't hand over the shoes. So this kid is is doing an armed robbery yep. for a pair of fucking shoes. Yeah. And then after collecting the sneakers, Sam is seen casually leaving the SUV and walking to the other, other side of the street as Pierre turns his vehicle around and crashes into the teen from behind, severing his arm in the process. So uh, there's a video for this. Have you seen the video? I have seen the yeah, video. The video is great. It's like, I wish there was sound effects. Like, I kind of hope, you know, people should like, I don't know, remix it or something. Put like yakety sax and some screams <laughs> in there or something. But it's like, you see the kid just kind of, he, he walks in the car, pulls his gun out. You don't see what's going on in the car. And then he steps out, just kind of casually, casual, yeah. minding his own business. Like, uh, to, does a little U-turn, starts walking down the sidewalk. Next thing you know, the guy's just like flips the car around, just mows him over. Yeah. But you I don't mean, see the blood. First of all, 
it's dumb to do a robbery like this for something worth $200. It's insane and stupid. Especially use it. Oh, yeah, I'll use a gun. You know what I mean? Even though that'll add another fucking five years to my sentence. Great job. Anyway, first of all, that's stupid. Second of all, if I did this, I would have like, I would know the streets. I would have map of this thing. And I'd be like, I'd go down this alley and then I'd jump over the thing. I'd have a whole I'd plan. I'd have a getaway plan. I'd have yeah. a whole like Assassin's Creed fucking thing in my mind of what to do. Yeah, this. do you think this... No, this kid must have... I mean, this was premeditated. He brought the gun with him. He knew he was going to rip the guy off for the shoes. But yeah. yeah, like that's why I would have been like, meet me in an area where I know there's like an escape room. No, he did it impulsively. Yo, wait a minute. I have a gun. Ah, but, just give me the shoes. But, I mean, yeah. did, did the kid think like, you know, the guy's <laughs> in a fucking car. You know, he could easily just like turn the car around and mow, you know, mow me down. No, me I don't think this kid's big on like thinking ahead. Yeah, know? I don't think there's much forethought here. No, no. So anyway, uh, he manages to get to his feet and run away, leaving part of his arm behind. Wow. Yeah. Just, so, laid, just a severed appendage. On all the in all, a successful robbery. It's like I got these shoes, but I lost <laughs> half my arm. Did he keep the shoes, or did someone else come along and take the I don't, shoes? I don't know. I mean, if he actually carried the fucking box of shoes with one arm, that would be pretty impressive. So the driver, did he take off after he hit the guy? I don't think so. Because I would have gotten out, taken my shoes back, and then yeah. gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, but there's footage, so you would have been fucked anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And witnesses. But I mean, there's so many hit and runs in LA and nobody ever gets caught for that shit, you know? So um, the, the attorney, defense attorney for um, the, um, the guy in the car, Pierre, says, I don't mean to be harsh, but I think Mr. Sam, in a sense, was getting what he deserved. <laughs> My client is an absolute victim in this case because prosecutors see it differently and charged Pierre with attempted murder. Oh, wow. So they- Murder. So they- the murder. guy that got robbed is charged with attempted murder. Yes. And what is the, the, the is, is the other one? Is the kid, uh, the victim here charged with uh, armed robbery? He's, yeah, uh, robbery and criminal possession of a weapon. Which, you know, in New York, well, this is in New York, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Brooklyn. It's in New, New York City, yeah. I mean, criminal possession of a, of a gun in New York, it's like you get five years guaranteed, pretty much. Oh, so you're, you're yeah. going to Rikers? Oh, yeah, you're done. Do you think these guys are going to share the cell? Because that would be an odd couple. Well, the weird thing is, is this kid is just going to be, he's just going to get razzed to no fucking end. You razzed know what I mean? or raped? Oh, maybe a little both. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, the smattering of the two. But you know, because it's like, how'd you lose your arm? Fucking sneakers, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they would be like, what kind of sneakers? Yeah. Oh, the Air Jordan retros. Mm-hmm. Eh. <laughs> uh, surgeons were reportedly able to reattach Sam's arm, which was severed, severed below the elbow. Hmm. He was found collapsed outside his mother's home nearby after fleeing the scene. I, I just want to know who, where, what happened to the shoes. That's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I wonder what's going to happen here. I, mean, I do it, hope it, they share a cell. Well, I remember, you know, out of the what I listened to of this show before I became part of it, uh, Wackerly didn't he talk a lot about how you know if somebody steals from you, you should be able to shoot him or something? Didn't he talk about that? Wackerly had this whole like Charles Bronson death wish thing ever since he got a gun because he didn't have a gun before, but then all of a sudden he got a gun. Right. And he just had this like death wish attitude, but it's kind of like that whole thing of like you know a nerdy kid that gets robbed. Like I gotta stand up and right. for my own rights, you yeah. know. It's like I, I've been mugged. I guess I've been mugged probably five times. Yeah, four times maybe, four or five times. It's like it sucks, 
But young. it's like, you know, whatever. I don't have much to take. Enough, starring you know? Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> falling down. Yeah. It's like, I've had enough. That's why I got a gun. But anyway, like looking at the, the video, like I can understand when you get, having some, been robbed, you kind of have an immediate visceral reaction. So I can understand the, the anger, the, the rage. anger yeah. that he does viciously drive over this kid. Like he actually, you know, hits him and then runs him over. Yeah, but he didn't reverse like, and then do it three more times. Not like it wasn't like the Suge Knight video. Oh yeah, where yeah. he <laughs> just like, and that was just for like sass and Suge Knight. That wasn't even you know nobody was stealing from anybody. Yeah, that was that was for some sass. I yeah, mean, there, there wasn't like a property <laughs> being robbed. Right. But still, though, I mean, yeah, this guy had, like, that visceral rage. I mean, it's... So, I don't think attempted murder seems a little strong, you know? Yeah, you know, I would say aggravated assault. Right. Maybe, or something. Because I have I have read stories where, the, you know, the judge... Just because the, the judge has a harsher sentence for a crime that was done in a stupid way. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, like, this guy... Because that kid was so stupid and how he went about the robbery... The guy in the car should get a lesser sentence, you know? Well, Vehicular uh, manslaughter, let's just say. Yeah, so we're not even, it's not even manslaughter because yeah. the kid didn't die. Right. Like maybe a vehicular assault, but... Plus, if you've never, I, like, used your car as a weapon, sometimes it actually can be, it might surprise you how good of a weapon it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, mow people down. Yeah. Did you ever have a, do you ever have a pair of Puma Beasts? No. You're a Puma Beast? No. They were like shoes that were popular in like the late 80s. I wanted some so bad. Uh, and that was like probably from like 88 to 92. Yeah. They were just like regular basketball sneakers, but they were covered in fur, like fake fur. Oh. So there's like, you know, the, there's the leopard one, the, the tiger, um, the, the Siberian tiger. I wanted the leopard one so bad. So a leopard shoes? For well, they, le- they were sneakers. But they were covered in like this artificial fur, and yeah. they were called Puma Beast. And I wanted to. What are you, a Ukrainian woman? You know, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, I just thought they were the coolest looking shoe. Okay, yeah. You know, and I said to my mom, and my mom's like, "Those are stupid." Yeah. Don't go say, with my hyper color t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I just right. know I would have like gotten some ass in my acid wash jeans and yeah. my Puma Beast, right. my hyper color shirt. Right. <laughs> You know, just quick aside, my brother wore a hypercolor shirt up until like, I don't know, like 2008. <laughs> it was like so faded. <laughs> he just had it for years. That's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. That's great. All right. The last story uh, here also involves a teen. He's not committing armed robbery, uh, but he's committing a crime equally as severe. Uh, a teen was arrested for impersonating a gynecologist. Hmm. This happened in Florida because I think in Florida you could actually trick people. A teenager could trick people into <laughs> thinking that he's a, a certified, right? You know, gynecologist. Um, so this kid's 18 years old. If you look at a picture of him, he looks just like Gary Coleman, like, especially in like his white doctor robe. You're just thinking like, oh, it's Gary Coleman playing some Randy character in a movie. <laughs> um, he's 18 years old. His name is Malachi Love Robinson. He went by Doctor Love. And uh, he's accused of fraud, practicing medicine without a license, and grand theft. So the reason he got busted is because an undercover officer visited uh, Dr. Love at the New Birth, New Life, Holistic and Alternative Medical Center and Urgent Care Facility, where he is said to be the co-founder, president, and CEO. I think that's the first problem. Would you ever go to a place that was called the New Birth, New Life, Holistic and Alternative Medical Center? No. (laughs) 
It's like, and, and that's the funniest thing about it. It's like they went over to this place. And this was his facility. That but I mean, I would never go to a CEO. Yeah. I mean, I would also never go to like an Irish dentist. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like you want to go to a Jewish guy, right? I mean, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Usually, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I typically do. Jewish right. doctors. Uh, yeah. So at, at, at the, uh, this, at this facility here, Dr. Love physically examined the, uh, the undercover officer and provided medical advice which uh, led to his arrest and was the culmination of nearly a two-week investigation. I love how it took two <laughs> weeks to investigate an 18-year-old kid pretending to be a gyno. Yeah. Like, come on. Maybe I mean, if this is the LAPD, I'd say, okay, yeah, it took him two weeks, maybe you know, a couple months here. But this, come on. You know, fucking Dexter. Didn't Dexter, wasn't Dexter done in Florida? Was that? In, yeah. Yeah, he would have figured it out. Right. Uh, so Florida does license medical doctors. It does not issue licenses for naturopathic doctors. So doctors who reject the use of medicine. Who goes to like a homeopathic gynecologist? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know. I'm burning sage outside of your vagina to chase away ghosts. Like what? (laughs) What? I dated a girl a couple years ago, actually, who uh, would shove cloves of garlic in her vagina to treat yeast infections. You ever heard of that? No. I remember, like, we just had sex, and, like, I go to the bathroom, and I come back, and she's just got her legs up, and she's just shoving in, cl- like, garlic cloves. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I was like, what are you doing? I mean, I'm what is this? trying to scare away Dracula. <laughs> she was like, she goes, oh, it's a homeopathic remedy for yeast infections. I was like, you know they make medication. You ever heard of Vagisil? Right. You know, they, they have things that can treat that. You don't have to shove garlic in your pussy. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't know who... Who would go to a homeopath? I could, I could see if you're like, you know, you have bad gas or something. Yeah, I'm going to go to a homeopath. But it's like, yeah, you have like a problem with your vagina. You're not going to go to a homeopath. For yeah, that. I mean, it's, you know, take that shit seriously, people. Let alone an 18-year-old kid who looks like Gary Coleman. Right. Um, so they, they, apparently this kid, this isn't the first time he's gotten into trouble for this. In, in uh, January last year, he reportedly impersonated a gynecologist at St. Mary's Medical Center. He was only 17 then, and he was caught in a pregnant woman's exam room wearing a coat, face mask, and a stethoscope. And some staff had actually seen him roaming the halls for about two months before the incident. Huh. So is it that easy to impersonate a doctor? You just get the what to get the coat. I guess you get the coat. Just put the stethoscope on. Yeah. Just walk into a hospital. I mean, you'd think the people on that floor like know, you know, the people who work there. Maybe you yeah, know. That's like, what, it's kind of weird. Have you ever been to Kaiser? Oh yes, I have. Have yeah. you been to Kaiser over here on Sunset? I have. Yes. Yeah, I've I went there. I don't go anymore now. I, got, I have a Blue Cross or whatever, right. Blue Shield. And so yeah, I actually pick my own doctor. But there, it's like the HMO plan is cheap, so I just go to Kaiser. I never saw the same doctor twice. Yeah. So I bet you there, if you just walked in with like scrubs on or maybe a white lab coat, yeah. you probably could go in and be like, hi, gynecologist here. Mm. Spread those legs. Let me take a look. <laughs> you know, I, I bet you that no one probably would question yeah. it. I'm a troubled yet brilliant crippled diagnostician. Well, you kind of could look like a doctor. You know, you don't yeah. have too many visible tattoos. You don't have yeah. like stretched ears. You're not 17 years old, <laughs> right. you know? Um, so apparently there's an anonymous tip uh, that after he had opened his clinic with a really long name, concerned family members, his own family reported him to authorities. They're like, oh, he ain't no doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's a doctor. He just watched Grey's Anatomy a yeah. couple times. <laughs> like, come on. And so, uh, yeah, you know, police led Dr. Love from his office in handcuffs. And Dr. Love said... It's not his office, all right? 
<laughs> He's fooling you now. He says, I'm hurt because of the accusations and allegations. But like I said, it's not the first time I've been accused. I'll pursue this. And when I do, you guys will know. And it, what's great is there's, there's uh, you know, um, a couple uh, news correspondents tried to interview him. And he has some great quotes here. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Gutman, a reporter, said, asked him. like He said he claims he has a Ph.D., and he asked him, he's like, well, what's the PhD in what field? And he goes, that's not the issue here. Yeah. That's the response. And then he's also quoted saying things like, you know, there are many types of degrees out there that hold the title of doctor, whether they are physicists or engineers. Just because someone has a title of doctor in front of their name doesn't mean he's a doctor. Okay, you know, yeah. I, could, I could see that. He says, I've shadowed many doctors, um, but I don't want to go into specifics. <laughs> uh, he also says he's been studying this field for a while. Might not have you know, been eight or nine or ten years. I followed some doctors to their cars in the parking garage. I mean, he just says long enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I bet you this kid watched Grey's Anatomy or ER. And uh, next thing you know, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, that, that's how easy it is. You just get the white lab coat and a stethoscope. Well, the weird, it kind of shows how much like progress, you know, we've made as a society. Just because like, you know, it's a, it's, this is a serious sexual crime. Whereas like 30 years ago, this would be like a hilarious prank from Porky's 2 or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> this does have 80s movie written yeah, all over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we take this seriously. Right. Anyway, people, send your story. Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first call, here's another word from Adam and Eve. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Logaric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E. I am now a new man. Thanks. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Um, you know, the first one here is a guy that called in in response to last week where the guy's like, it's like nails in a chalkboard hearing about Harrison's problems. Oh, right. And, and so I mentioned something about the tranny prosty that, that cleans your room. Right. So uh, this guy actually called in and, and, and wants to hear more about that. Okay. First of all, this is a friend of mine, so let's not call her a tranny prosty. Oh. Okay, please. <laughs> let's try to be civil here, okay? Thank you. Transvestite sex worker. That's not, no. Okay, okay. transsexual sex worker? Yes. Right. I, I'm not actually sure, to be honest, but, you know, I try. I try. Hey, guys. Uh, last episode, you're talking about how no one wants to hear Harrison's stories. He's like, no, just this afternoon, I had a training prostitute clean my kitchen for 50 bucks. I'd like to say, I'd, I'd actually like to hear more about that. I, I live in Southern California, too, and I pay a little Hispanic lady a lot more than that in my place. So maybe you give us some good details. I mean, did you have to, like, watch her so she didn't spill things? Or, I don't know, did she do a good job? Well, we're, you know, inquiring minds want to know. 
All right, keep it sick. Keep your own, guys. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know Indeed. about transsexual cleaning surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she did a great job. It was actually just my kitchen. Um, but to be fair, this was like a th- three-hour job. Oh, my God. People, seriously, I've been to Harrison's house. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a kitchen that bad. I mean, it was in pretty bad shape. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, it was in yeah. bad. I can imagine. Um, yeah, so wait, 50 bucks for one room then. So how much do you think it costs for the whole house? Uh, it's not like a rate thing. You know what I mean? I think it's like she needed some extra cash, and I was like, sure. And she's a friend of mine, so it's like, I, yeah, I trust her. To, like, I'd let her, you know, watch my cat. Oh, so she's cat. not going to steal anything. No, 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 no. Yeah. She's, I trust her. So does she wear like a French maid outfit when she's cleaning? No. Do you own a French maid outfit? I don't. I, I don't like the maid. I don't like uh, 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 lace, you know, the maid outfits. It's all about lace. Oh, and like the lace. whole lace. You don't yeah. find that sexy? You no. Don't, you're not no, 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 no. So what? So what what it's you, doilies. It's grandmas. I don't okay, like Okay, what about like a latex made, like French maid outfit? I guess. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'd sure. Why not? But so you don't. You if, it, if the skirt's short, uh, okay, absolutely. Could you, you know? have paid her seventy five dollars and have her wear an outfit of your choosing? Oh, I'm sure. Huh? Okay. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go, there yeah. guy. Seventy five bucks. And she basically looks exactly like Iman. You know, well, she looks just like Iman. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know the you know the trans people that like look like they actually don't look. Like they look like the new, like Homo Superior, like the new race that will will become eventually. You, you know what like I mean? When, the, when all the sexes and races just meld into yeah, them. like yeah. they look like 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 you know like beyond passable, like so attractive. It's like I don't even know. It's like you know what I mean? Like when those supermodels have like an extra chromosome, like XXY. And that and that's why they look yeah that's why they're like that's why they're like women who are like six feet tall because they have a Y chromosome. David Bowie kind of look like chromosomes, yeah. You know, yeah, they're like it's not even human at that point, right? The new coming race. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the alien race, the master race. Stay tuned. You know they're coming. So um, I I don't think this this girl is 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 a professional maid. Obviously, she's a prostitute, but I think she's just looking for a little. She's like a dom. I'm not exactly sure what her situation is. She's definitely a dom for, you know, professionally. And then maybe some other stuff. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to. Maybe I, we can have her on the show sometime. Maybe we can. All right. And then, and then you can find out. Maybe she'll advertise her services. Right. Um, the second call here is from one of our uh, favorite frequent callers. He's a regular contributor to the show here. Um, the retarded Scoutmaster. Oh, man. Yeah. He actually clarifies his story. <laughs> Who also sounds like a Batman villain. <laughs> You know, <laughs> a retarded scoutmaster. <laughs> I do you feel, Batman. No, no. All right, Robin. This is the handiwork of the retarded scoutmaster. There's just a <laughs> knot that's all fucked up looking. <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right, all right. Jeepers, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Jimmy, fun, Batman. <laughs> All right, all right, sorry. He is retarded. Mm. <laughs> okay. Hey, D. Harrison. Called in last night with another story. It's the retarded Scoutmaster guy again. <laughs> He's uh, embraced the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear a few things up. Uh, one, I am not retarded. <laughs> uh, okay. He actually sounds pretty sober in this call. 
I beg to differ. You know, oh, okay. it's deceptive. A lot of retarded people are deceptive because sometimes, <laughs> like, you hear them speaking and they'll sound totally fine. They'll have, like, lucid moments. Mm. Give them, like, 10 minutes. It's, you know, not even 10 minutes. Give them, like, five minutes. He'll start tarting out. So you've been, you've been catfished by some retarded people before? Uh, more than once. Okay. Yes. All right. What's your dismay? In fact, I am quite normal. Well, not normal, but you get the picture. Uh, who? The summer camp I worked, worked, as in the past tense, worked at, is not a retarded summer camp. <laughs> there was just one particular troop. It's a strange thing that was retarded. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to clear that up. You know, okay. Yeah. I've been to many, not many, I've been to like a couple summer camps. Do you ever have to go to a Jew camp, Jew summer camp? I went to day camp. How many retarded people or retarded troops were there at your day camp? I, they didn't, there weren't enough to be a troop. You know, there'd be like a few and they'd be like, we're doing other activities over here. The special, the special. Right. I mean, you know, I bet the camps I've been to maybe had one retarded person. Yeah. That's why the fact that they had enough to have a troop makes me think that retarded you know, camp that he went to isn't that far off. Well, isn't this you know? like Michigan with all the lead pipes, lead water, I don't whatever? Know if this is in Flint. Okay, all right. <laughs> but maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, and in fact, it was not. We we had to hire the. So I left it. Yeah, let me start over on that part. Maybe this is like See, the wait, south wait. where like nobody has abortions. They're just like, yep, let's have all the babies. You know? Or either that or they, they mm. abort and then it fails and they're like, let's just let them live. Yeah. Um, did you hear that though? He just like was saying something and he was like, eh, let me start again. He just totally tarted out. So the fact that he's saying he's not retarded, like that just negated that whole statement in the beginning. Let me just check that again. Rewind it a little bit yeah. and you can hear him yeah. tarting out. Like yeah. we have evidence, like audible we, evidence. We had to hire the, so I left it. Yeah, let me start over on that part. Yeah. I, I don't know if that qualifies as tarting. I think it was like a, a yeah. brief, like ephemeral tarted out moment there. Also, this guy's practically a correspondent at this point. So let's let's not insult the man. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know what I mean? He's like an honorary correspondent. Here. I do look forward to his okay. calls. Yeah, yeah. The guy left a message about Doug, the retarded guy, <laughs> the special guy. He was hired, along with the staff and I, because we had to do a hiring of some mentally challenged people to make it like equal in the workforce. Which is like not a good idea for a Boy Scout summer camp, but it's part of the rule. So I had to clear that up. Yeah, I think uh, Bear Stearns had to do that too. You know, they had to hire some. I think as a parent, I'd be very comfortable to know that my child's, you know, my child's life is in the hands of a retarded person. <laughs> it's like, oh, please lead them down the canoe, you know, the, the canoe trip. Right. You know, retarded guy, the guy with like the mental capacity of a 14 year old. Yeah. Yeah, but please my, let me th take care of my son. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we call this a retarded camp. A bear ate my hat. <laughs> All right, sorry. That's good. I left another story. Uh, I just wanted to call this morning and clear that up because it's kind of bothering me. <laughs> Bye. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, I guess we right. irked him. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we appreciate the clarification. I wanted to know. 
Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. I did too. Well, because we know? run, you know, we run with our imaginations when we're playing these calls, you know. Well, that's the whole point of the uh, the calls in, in general. Sure. It's like, you know, we, we our imaginations go wild. You know, it's free reign here. It's like the Muppet Babies. It's like Muppet Babies. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I do think as far as most camps go, your camp had a higher number of retarded people working there and attending than most <laughs> other camps. Right. So I, I think the fact that we're calling it a retarded camp, you know, isn't isn't way off base here. So, but hey, you know what? We look forward to hearing some more stories from Camp Retard. Uh, the third call is um, remember that guy that sounded a lot like Van Damme with the prostitute. He went to a prostitute, and then he oh went, right, yeah, he yeah, went to his fiance. Yeah, well, he's got another problem and I, I don't know if this is with the same prostitute or what okay, okay. oh I like I like being asked for help uh, previous caller here, here. Uh, also for the super story I have to I think this is Roman Polanski I'm not sure <laughs> not so, Van Damme it's Polanski yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's talking about a 13 year old I have to tell that I went there like 1 o'clock and left 4 o'clock and I, I couldn't fucking come. And it was, uh, we agreed that it would be, or I, I could come two times. And actually I paid more because she tried to get me to come, but I didn't come. What the hell? That's like when you pay for ads by the click or something. That's yeah. You know what I mean? That's a weird way to... I mean, it's it's kind of optimistic too. Like, yeah. how do you know you're going to be able to come? Sounds like there's like contract negotiations at the beginning of this. You know. Well, I assume you're probably trick. if you're having sex with prostitute, you're going to have you know you're going to orgasm at least once. Yeah. But twice, and that's very overreaching. Like, how do you? I mean, do you? I wonder if this guy usually can come twice in three hours. Yeah, maybe. And what prostitute's going to kind of guarantee that? Like, you know what? We I got the eighty dollars <laughs> for the two come the two the you know the, the the dual orgasm rate here. It's a tough economy, yeah. you know. Um, Sounds very. I don't know if, if this has any reference to anything, but uh, just a, a little tidbit. Thank you. Good night. Wait, so he's not even asking for advice. What's the he, problem? I, I yeah. think he was just calling in saying uh, he's disappointed because he was with this girl from, what, three hours? One to Three four, hours, yeah, yeah. And he couldn't even come at all. What does right. he expect? Like the prostitute to be like, here's your money back. Yeah. It's a come twice guarantee. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine she's disappointed too, you know? I mean, I, mean I, I just don't know what prostitute would enter into that kind of contract. Or that kind of a group. Um, maybe, maybe he went to a retarded prostitute. Right. And yeah. she's just like, yeah, you can come five times in three hours. Mm. You know, honestly, actually, it's, you know, with most prostitutes, you know, you, you get into that situation where you're with the prostitute and there's a no come guarantee. You know, and most of them, like, you get like, you know, a certain period, like in Amsterdam, you get 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, I'm not saying I know this from experience, but from uh, you know, you get ten minutes, and if you come or not in ten minutes, it's done. That's it. You you get ten minutes, and that's how much they charge. So this guy, like three hours, that's a long time. Like, what do you do with a prostitute for three hours? That is a long time. Yeah, I could even an hour is a long time. Right. But I is, yeah, I just don't think there's ever a guaranteed you know ejaculation. Like, I don't think you can enter into that kind of agreement. 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, clearly this wasn't a Jewish prostitute, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, also because it sounds like it's Europe and, you know. But this guy sounds crestfallen. Like, he's just so crushed. He really, so, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He could, like, barely breathe. Well, sorry, Roman Polanski. Maybe you should start having sex with women who are of legal age. Yeah. You know, I'm, then maybe you'll come twice. Yeah. You know, I'm, Jesus. God. Um... Yeah, well, there you go, people. Call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, we got an email. got an email from a guy named Dave. He says, hey, guys, great show this week. Marlon was a funny guy, and you should try to get him on the show more often. The chemistry between the three of you was self-evident and resulted in quite a few belly laughs for me. Anyway, just a quick email to say, great show. Keep up the good work. We love you guys here in Livey Land. Dave. You know, I think the reason why a lot of people liked uh, Marlon is he had, a, like, he had a good radio voice. I think he sounds like uh, H. John Benjamin. See, I don't, I don't know. You know I, so? I thought he had a great radio voice, but I don't think it sounded like H. John Benjamin. I listened to it. I didn't think so either. But a couple people pointed that out, and I listened to it again. I'm like, he does kind of sound like H. John Benjamin. Hmm. Maybe he was putting on a voice in the beginning, and they didn't throughout. Okay. Have you listened to the show? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And you didn't think he sounded like that at all? No, I thought it sounded, he sounded great, but I did not like H. John Benjamin. Huh. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. People, do you think Marlon sounded like H. John Benjamin? He sounded like someone. I mean, to, yeah. to me. I mean, it was like a little, I mean, H. John Benjamin doesn't, you know what I mean? He, like, Marlon clearly has, a, like, a Jersey Italian tinge to his accent. And H. John Benjamin does clearly not have that. <laughs> so, you know. Maybe in the beginning. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I, I, I can kind of see it. I see, I see it a little bit. Okay. Um, thanks, Dave, though. We appreciate the feedback. One more email here. Um, this came from uh, Ariane. Ariane. She says, hey, guys, just want to say I'm a new listener and I'm very impressed. You have no idea how your shit gets me across northern Canada. I drive a 22-wheeler from Montreal to Vancouver. Please make more episodes, at least three a week. And I want to buy a shirt. Where can I do this in Canada? Right now, our dollar sucks. So if I could buy one here, it'd obviously be better for my pocket. Thanks again from the great north. Keep it coming. More audio. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I did my part with the iTunes, and I rated you again. Woo! Thanks, Ariane. Um, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Canadian yeah. female truck driver. Right. That is badass. Yeah. I wonder, who, I wonder who's tougher, Trucker Paul or Trucker Ariane? Trucker Ariane. And I wonder if the two met, what would happen? be cataclysmic it would i don't know um i don't know if that should happen trucker paul's happily married he's got kids i don't want him to meet some like wild female trucker and yeah that's some affair or something right that sounds like you know i don't know something that would be rare right in, in I, my, I don't i mean i don't i don't actually know you know but in my mind i'm picturing large marge you know from yeah uh, that's what that's <laughs> what you always you know and that's immediately where i went to but breaker, I'm, sure that breaker. Is, I'm sure that it's not the case but when she was like what driving across canada my immediate thought was oh she's got a trunk full of weed and she's driving across <laughs> to the border Vancouver, yeah yeah like uh you know no, but she, I bet driving you across the border i imagine her driving it up from you know no, no, she's driving from whatever, Montreal to Vancouver. Though. I know. She's probably got like Nutella started, okay. or something in the back. Right. <laughs> I mean, what does she think we're going to do? Like yeah. open up a Canadian sick and wrong store or something? Well, I guess. Yeah, I have no. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know that's going to happen. But, but yeah, please buy a shirt. Yeah, yeah, definitely buy a shirt. Mm. I, I also think it's funny too when people ask, mm. and this happens a lot, mm. where people would be like, "Why don't you guys do like four episodes a week?" 
Could you imagine? It would be rough. It would be pretty <laughs> rough. Yeah. It's hard enough getting Harrison to come over for one episode a week. <laughs> I couldn't imagine trying to coordinate four. And I live like a block away. <laughs> yeah, you live like seriously, like a five-minute walk away. Right. It's that difficult. Anyway, thank you, Ariane, for sending for uh, sending us the email. Uh, podcast at hotmail.com is the, uh, the email address. As always, iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Just subscribe, rate, comment. You can even like download the iTunes app on your phone. And you can listen to podcasts from the convenience of your smartphone. It, it, it's that simple. Yeah. But yeah, we do appreciate it. If you I think just that's probably what most people do, to be honest. But I, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, some people probably have desktop computers. Though. Right. But yeah, I imagine most people do that. But but if you do, just go to the page and leave us a little comment. Give us a rating. Subscribe. We appreciate it. Uh, also, Sikorog merch coming very soon. Very soon. So probably um, probably not by the end of the month, but definitely by uh, the beginning of March. And uh, here, Sikorog Song of the Week. I'm actually picking this one out because uh, we're going to go after the show here to see Daniel Miller do a set at, uh, at the Monty. I like the Monty. You like that bar? Yeah, I do. At Monty yeah. downtown, it's like uh, it's a very hip place to hang out. But they do have a lot of uh, special special guests. So Daniel Miller here is a British music producer. He's the founder of Mute Records. Uh, he actually is credited for discovering Krautrock, like uh, the the German bands like Can and Faust and Kraftwerk. So uh, and the guy actually did record. He was in a band uh, called Normal, the Normal. It okay. was like his band, and uh, he recorded that song "Warm Leatherette." Which was inspired by uh, by uh, J.G. Ballard's novel Crash. It's oh. all about yeah, it's all about Crash. Okay. So uh, we're gonna end the show here with warm leatherette. You know, um, just to add, you know, just to point out, I think we're the only podcast that appeals to Canadian female truckers. You know what? That's that's yeah. that, that's I just something to that. be proud about. I'm proud it's of like, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of proud, proud about of that. that. That is distinctive. Yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week with the only podcast to appeal to Canadian female truckers. Until then, take a sleep. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Breaking glass in the underpass. See the breaking glass in the underpass. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Hear the crushing steel. The steering wheel, hear the crushing steel, feel the steering wheel, warm leatherette, warm leatherette, warm leatherette, warm leatherette.
Warm leatherette melts on your burning flesh. You can see your reflection in the luminescent dash. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. Warm leatherette. A tear of petrol is in your eye. The handbrake penetrates your thigh. Quick, let's make love before you die. On warm leatherette. On warm leatherette. Fucking traitor. Fuck that guy, man. Bye.